Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. How are we? Good evening. Here, Mr. Tom on the call. Uh-huh. How you doing, Tom? Just fine. I just talked with Mina, my prayer partner. So That's good. So we're ready to go. Rock and roll. All right. You're prayed up and ready to rock? Mm-hmm. Good. Um... I'll spark you here. What is the date today? Today is the 11th. Great. Who else is on the call? I'm here. Hey, Cal. 2-11. Great. And I think Stephen may not be on the call. He has some unexpected dental work done, and because uh, he's feeling a little loopy, so. But I do believe that Amina will be calling in. Tom, did you talk to Amina? Did she say she was going to be on the call? Yes, she did. Right. Uh, I just hung up from her about five minutes ago. Well, I'm sure that this is her right now. Hi, Amina. In three. Still on mute. Is that Amina? It is. Hello, hello. Hi. All right. Cool. We'll just wait uh, another minute and see if anyone else hops on. But until then, why don't we uh, share how our week is going? Tom, how's your week going? It's going pretty good, actually. I talked with my sister. I just talked to tell Mina, you know, that my sister you know, finally got her job today, and uh, she's uh, working, going to be working up uh, in the valley at a hospital up there, and uh, um, in Tarzana, Tarzana Memorial, in Providence, Tarzana. Hospital, and uh, actually, what happened with uh, that was she uh, went in for uh, just a drop-off resume on uh, Tarzana on Monday and talked to this lady and found out that the, the lady that was hiring her lived actually up to the, st- the street where she is now living with her fiance. So, how cool is that? You know, everything just falls right into place. Awesome. Very cool. When you're ready, you're ready. When it's right, it's right. Mm-hmm. How about you, Amina? How you doing? Oh, you know. 
I'm actually doing a lot better today. Um, but just, yeah, for the benefit of everybody else who's on the call, I've been watching my thoughts and watching my response to things presenting themselves, appearance of problems presenting themselves and doing a little judging of my response and then finally, you know, expressing and then getting to the point where I can see the effects of my thinking, change my mind, and the week has gotten a lot better, you know, but I've definitely been on a ride with them, you know. I don't know if I need to go into the specifics, but just work is not the way I want it right now. And then as soon as I come to peace with a decision, it changes on me. So I'm getting a lot of opportunity to practice. Sounds like fun. It is. It's really great. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to laugh, isn't it? Yeah. It's important. Definitely. And I'm still waiting for you to send me some funny things because I still have my moments. <laughs> for your, some funny things? Yeah. Send me some okay. funny stuff. Okay. I can do that. I I find lots of funny stuff. <clears throat> um, oh. Kelly, how about you? How's your week going? That's good. I mean, I'm a little worn out at the moment. <laughs> I was thinking a few minutes ago, I'm like, I probably am feeling about the same way as Sammy's right now. So for Tom and Amina, we went hiking today, so I'm a little pooped. But um, no, it's been good. I think, yeah, I just uh, starting to look at stuff and, you know, not keeping it hidden and, you know, taking away like, oh, you know, the stigma of stuff that, you know, I didn't want to look at is really, really useful to just look at and go, you know, it's not that bad, you know, and be able to work through it. So it's all perfect. (laughs) Great. (sighs) Well, Tom, why don't you pray us in tonight? Okay. All righty. Let's close our eyes and center ourselves in that all-knowing presence. And how grateful we are to be together in a class where we know and learning and we are remembering the truth of who we are. And how grateful I am to be a part of this, be the part of the all knowing presence of God, knowing that everything is perfect, whole and complete, and that we are love personified. We are abundance personified. We are perfect health and wholeness personified. And I offer up anything knowing that anything that is not perfect, whole, and complete, any thoughts of lack and limitation, any thoughts of not feeling ourselves, not feeling that perfect health and wholeness, any thoughts of of less than the abundance and the wealth and the trueness of God I place on the altar. And I declare knowing that we are perfect, whole, and complete in and of ourselves and that 
everything is working out as it should in divine order and divine right action. Like, duh, of course it is. We just know it is. And we just know, and I share this with the rest of the group, that everything is as it should be, and we just know that God is flowing in and through in each and every one of us. And I declare it to be so, so it is, so I let it be. Amen. How do you do, Amina? Awesome. <laughs> Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, thank you. So, I've been reading um, some uh, unpublished teachings of Ernest Holmes and doing one of those things that I do where almost every single line of every single page is highlighted as if I'm going to go back to find the parts that I liked. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's just like, just reread the book. Um, It's all good. But I just want to read you the first two sentences of the of the first writing, and then I'm going to read you. Uh, and these are most of these writings are his, um, you know, his teachings that have been recorded. And then I'm just going to read, reread those two lines with the first paragraph, and then we'll discuss. There is only one thing that I ask of you, and that is that you will believe absolutely that this thing works. If you do not believe it works, it will not work, because everything is belief. I'm going to reread those again along with the first paragraph. There's only one thing that I ask of you, and that is that you will believe absolutely that this thing works. If you do not believe it works, it will not work because everything is belief. Everything is mind and all operation is thought. And there is not a law in the universe that is not the power of mind in action. And there never was and there never will be. Anything you ever saw or ever will see is simply the result of mind and action. You have a body and you have what we call a physical environment and you would have neither of it if it were not for mind. When mind desires your body to disappear, your body will disappear. What the re-embodiment will be, nobody does know. If you can learn to live today and get a lot out of life and have as much fun as I have had today and be as prosperous as as we all ought to be, and be well, you should not worry what is going to happen tomorrow. You take absolutely too much responsibility upon yourself. It amounts to fear, which is a natural consequence of the belief in limitation. So, let's talk about that. Let's talk about living a good life. Let's talk about enjoying ourselves while we're here. I've been 
noticing a lot with um, the practitioners that people are running up against some walls, some resistance, some challenges. And the natural tendency when that happens for a lot of people is to run the fuck away. And I understand that, but I'm 100% committed to supporting everybody through any discomfort or dissatisfaction and lifting us all up so that we can enjoy ourselves. And that is what we are here to do. God's will for us is happiness. So if we are not happy, then we are out of alignment in some capacity. If we are not enjoying our life, then we are out of alignment in some capacity. And not to say that things aren't going to come up. Of course they are. And when we share authentically about the challenges that we are working through, that is us checking in. That is us acknowledging that there is some adjustment that needs to occur. But when we get trapped in the story, then we uh, we continue to tell the story over and over again and we start to affirm the story as the truth. When we forget to shift our thinking and contemplate how we're interested in feeling and affirm that, trusting that, if we believe, like Ernest Holmes just uh, invited us to do, if we believe in the law, believe that there is cause and effect, and believe that the creative essence in the world is life forward, that the will of God is happiness, then we must shift our thinking and our attention to be aligned with how we'd like to feel. But we are addicted to our stories. And so, I think it's time we just pause for a moment in this practitioner course and remind ourselves that we do this work so we can enjoy ourselves, have a happy life. The purpose of this is not to whip ourselves because we're not thinking spiritual thoughts, that we're not always 100%, you know, <laughs> that we're not Mother Teresa in it out inside our head every day, every second of every day. And so that pressure really begins to stress ourselves out. And I was listening to Byron Katie today because uh, I was kind of going over some material for the retreat. And she said something so beautiful and so brilliant. And she said, somebody was talking about those thoughts. Like, I'm having these thoughts. And she goes, you're not supposed to be having those thoughts. Is it true? And of course it's not true. Of course you're supposed to be having those thoughts. They're the thoughts you're having. But with what we know, with the material, that, with the tools that we have, we understand, too, that with those thoughts, when we believe them to be true, we're going to experience them. To which Byron Katie would say, you're not supposed to be experiencing the the effects of those thoughts. Is it true? Of course it's not true. If we experience it, that's what we're supposed to be doing. But we know that we can use these experiences to support us to change the trajectory of our thinking so that we can 
feel and experience the freedom that we're interested in, but it is up to us to remind ourselves what we're interested in. So when we feel overwhelmed by waves of anxiety or fear or discomfort or dissatisfaction, discontentment, all that stuff, we get to remind ourselves it's perfect that I'm experiencing this. It's perfect that I'm thinking this. How do I know? Because it is. I'm not going to fight with what is. And I can share this. And, of course, we are mindful enough now to be able to share this with people who will lift us up, who will know the truth about us. So I can gauge where I'm at, but I don't have to live in the story. In fact, now what I can do, now that I'm clear about how I'm really interested in feeling, and I'm clear how I'm interested in feeling because I'm not feeling that way right now, I can shift my attention to how is it that I'm interested in feeling? Can I trust that I'm moving towards that direction? Do I really believe that that God is life-forward, life-giving? Do I truly believe that my greatest good is always expressing through me? And if I do, then I will start to begin to experience that. The thoughts will shift if we do the inquiry. That's why we are spending so much time with Byron Katie, so we have the tools to do the work. Now, you know, maybe you don't want to do the work on some thoughts. And that's because you're not ready to let go of the story yet. And that's fine. Keep it. But also know now you have the, material, you have the information to know that if you keep it, you're going to have a specific experience. And what value does that experience have for you? And it's all with the intention of enjoying ourselves, enjoying life, getting the most out of life. Even if part of life is feeling these feelings, you know, we, we came here because we wanted to. That's the one part where it's Course in Miracles that I don't necessarily believe. I think that we're here because we wanted to be here. We wanted this experience. But the, so, we should, so it behooves us to enjoy the experience, to take the most out of it. And we're all on this path by no coincidence. We're all having these conversations by no coincidence. We're interested in supporting everybody in waking up to the power of our thoughts become conscious of the law of cause and effect so that we can all feel free and enjoy ourselves so we can be in alignment with God's will, which is to be happy. And so the Joseph Campbell stuff, the Joseph Murphy stuff, further teaches us how it works, helps us get crystal clear Substitute, if it helps you, spiritual mind for subconscious mind. The field, like we said, the field is creative. It only says yes. You know, it only says yes. So whatever thoughts you're, you're, whatever thoughts or seeds you're planting in the garden, you're going to have a garden full of whatever you're planting. And we know that now. So, On the flip side of it as well, as we go into doing more prayer treatments, we have to believe, it's our job to believe that everybody is innocent, that there is nothing wrong. And people will come with their stories, their well-articulated, thoroughly gone through stories, holding tightly to them. (laughs) And it is our job not to energize the story. 
but to shift the focus on what is it that you want to feel. Because if we stay too long in the shadow work, if we stay too long in the shadow work and under the story, then we're just going to create more of the story. And then what happens is if we as practitioners stay too long in the story, when other people are telling it to us and we start energizing their story, we're going to get sucked into the story. We're, our emotional life is going to be compromised. We'll start feeling the effects of believing that story is true. So we must always stick in the truth and the how, what, are, what, what do you want, sweet love? How are you interested in feeling? Your story is your story. That's fine. We can leave that. What are you interested in feeling? And that's where our work comes. That's where we can be of most benefit is to shift the, you know, shift that trajectory so we can focus on where we're going. Not where we've been stewing for the last 38 years, but where we're going. Who has some thoughts? I'd like three, there's three people on cl- in class. Let me see. Oh, Ellie joined us. Ellie, when did you hop on, sweetheart? About two minutes ago. Two minutes ago? Yeah. Okay. Three, so. I don't know. Five minutes, ago, five minutes, two minutes, I don't, I'm not quite sure, but around that time frame. Okay. So uh, why don't you just listen to this part, and then when we start reading, you can hop in, okay? Um, okay. So who has thoughts about what we just shared? I'd love to hear from everyone. times when I remember and I'm hitting a wall per se you know that I'm feeling like I'm not going anywhere that's when I will start doubling up on the affirmations and the prayer treatments and the visualizations you know this this, until I feel that breakthrough and I'll either feel it or sometimes I will hear noises that nobody else hears, then I know that I'm breaking through on that and on that next level. And uh, but it's uh, sometimes when you're hitting that, this is no. We have to know that our work. Uh, we have to double up our work sometimes to in order to push through that to that next level. And once we push through that next level, then we we get that sense of of peace of sense of belief and our minds start clearing up. Thank you. Well, I've, oh, this is Anina. I've really been seeing the effects of my thinking and feeling the effects of my thinking with this whole work situation. And it, it's, it's intense to, to watch it. And, and it's also kind of amazing when you can apply the principle, relax, you know, relax your thoughts a little bit and, and apply the, the teaching to how much better it starts to feel because the, nothing has changed. 
you know, I don't have a different situation than I had on Monday. But today I feel better. You know, today I've decided that I'm going to hold it differently in my mind. I'm going to focus on what I need to do and how I need to, how I'd like to feel. And, um, you know, my experience is totally different. And, you know, I've also, I've asked for a lot of help. And I've run the gamut of stuff. I did the crying. I did the whining. I did the meditation. I did the prayers. I did the drinking. I did the laughing. I did the whatever, you know. And then I just was like, okay, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't know what else to say about that, but I think you get the picture. How do you want to feel? I want to feel good. I want to feel happy. I want to feel peaceful and joyful and truly helpful and in love and blissful and energized and excited. And I also want to feel, you know, that peaceful part Like right now, I mean, I really do feel under a lot of pressure because, you know, I can have a different mindset, but my workload isn't changing. And, you know, I can try not to get stressed out about it, but I'm also, like, I'm not able to do everything that I need to do in the time that it needs to be done. I'm not able to give the deep thought that I'd like to do. So, you know, I I would like to feel really more at ease with what I'm faced with because those things aren't going away. And, you know, I had the situation on Monday where I walked in the door and there was this problem with a film that I had to solve and it really felt like a problem that I had to solve. And, you know, one of my Masterful Living ACIM friends happened to call me at that moment and I'm like I got a problem and she starts doing the course on me and I'm like hey and I can't be philosophical right now you know I've I've got a a film distributor's mad at me I'm not in compliance I need to sort this out so you know there's also that how do you deal with stuff in the world because we're all thinking that we're here and we all have responsibilities and things that come up that don't you know, we have, there are expectations and benchmarks and deadlines and things that need to be done a certain way. And it's it's not always easy to relax the mind enough to be like, okay, this isn't really a problem. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So that was on Monday, like before I even knew about this whole thing with the boss. It was like I walk into this mess and I'm like, okay, it took me two hours or three hours to have to deal with this. And then I was like, okay, I can be philosophical again. (laughs) I mean, I know it helps if you don't freak out in the moment, but... um, Were you... uh, Were you kind while solving this problem? 
I was as kind as I could be. You know, I, I tried to be kind. I was a little edgy, but I wasn't outright mean, and I really tried to be, like, as calm and just like, okay, how can we sort this out as possible? I mean, I knew there was a solution. It just, you know, first thing Monday morning you walk in and there's this mess, and then, you know, then I wanted to go to, like, how did this happen and all of the stuff, and it's like, okay, I had to really watch myself, like, you know, not going into blame, and it's also challenging because the person who created the situation doesn't work there anymore and so like okay so you know I just I did watch kind of all of that response and impulse and well then what I'm hearing you say is that there's a woman who walked into a challenging situation that moved through the challenge in the situation, being as mindful as she could to be kind and not going to blame and shame. So what it appears to be is a woman who is applying, not just you know, being a philosopher about it, but applying spiritual principle to her life and experiencing the fruits of her labor. I mean, you're doing it. You're living it. Yeah, I, I guess, yes, and I guess where where I'm focusing in, which is part of my work to work through, is just always feeling like I could be doing it better. And like, okay, if I could just not get stressed at all. And, you know, there's times that things come up that are major problems, and I don't get stressed. And I'm just like, okay, you know, but, you know, that's when I've had more resources in the past and when everything in my life is a little more even so I mean I get that but I I guess I guess I'm just expecting more out of myself generally yeah guys we put a lot of pressure on ourselves don't we yeah yeah we do and what's the experience that you have when you put so much pressure on yourself it's painful yeah. Because it's judgment. Uh-huh. And it's guaranteed suffering. Yep. I know it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> and I've proven it so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, I know you're, you're preaching to the choir, too. I don't think that there's probably anyone on this call that hasn't been like, I wish I was being more spiritual. Oh, my God. I remember when I was starting off this work, I would go into deep depressions, like week-long depressions because I was gossiping about somebody or I was Mm -hmm. judgy or something, you know. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't living up to this crazy standard that I set for myself. You know, I mean, Jacob said this last week and I thought it was so funny and so true. He goes, you know, trying to be spiritual is like taking on another part-time job. (laughs) You know? I mean, he's like, it's ridiculous. And a lot of it is just needless pressure that we put on ourselves.
We do the best we can. We apply the principles. We, listen, when we become conscious that there is law in action, the law is cause and effect. Our thoughts create our experience. If we're having an, an, uh, an experience that doesn't feel good, and that's our indicator. Okay, something's off whack. And as soon as I can, in a way that makes sense, in a peaceful, loving manner, I will address it. I will do what I can to release it because I am keeping my eye on the prize. I am here to be happy. What can I do right now to be happy? Sounds like you're doing a great job, Amina. Really. Thanks, Jesse. I mean, if if you can just allow me one more question. Um, yeah. you know, the other thing, well, I mean, I don't want to, like, take up all the time, but, you know, one of the things that's come up for me the other day when I was just really in deep, deep upset was like, okay, if I'm creating all of this, I've created this movie, this script, this whatever, this life, this appearance, and this illusion. Like, if I've created all of this, why is it so hard? Like, why am I making it so hard? Or why is it so hard? Or I mean, it's just it's just like what I signed up for, part of the deal for my soul's growth, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it just feels like it's it's a little much. You know, I think that's such a, I think we could get lost in those questions. I know. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. really do. And I get it. I love it. I know where it's coming from. You know, the going into the Akashic Records and the, the script of our life and why did I choose this one and what was I thinking and what is my divine contract and how am I fulfilling it and why would I choose this and why does it feel so painful? And I mean, those are all things yeah. that we can, you know what I mean? Like, but that's not I've even been, really what I'm asking. But yeah, I know what you're saying. But you know what I mean? I mean, I've been there. Like, I get it. Like, I, 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 I go there. I, I, well, I would say I, I used to go there a lot more until I thought, thought to myself, like, I don't know if that matters. If any of that matters. Again, I really think if we simplify it to the point of, I don't know, you know, what am I doing today to be happy? I, I just, that moment, I have that, that moment with Jacob, but I'm so, I will forever be grateful for him, even if I never talk to the man again. But there was that moment, like two years ago, where I was having one of those moments of that, well, I mean, am I, if I chose this, you know, if I'm creating all of this, then why am I choosing to create it in this way? And or am I just part of the collective? Am I a part of the... And he just let me go, you know, go down that road. And then he was just enjoying his salad and his wine. And when he was done, he goes, oh, honey, I don't know. <laughs> and that's all he said to me. He goes, oh, honey, I don't know. He goes, but what are you doing today to be happy? And I was like, really? That simple? He goes, oh, yeah, that simple. Just what are you doing today to be happy? And that moment changed my life. Because I realized, I was like, you know, the ego analyzes where the spirit simply allows, yeah. accepts and allows. Who knows yeah. why, Why? who knows if whatever, whatever, you know, I, I don't know. But what are you doing today to be happy? So, so here you are, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Who would you be without the thought it shouldn't be this challenging, you know. How does it make yeah. you react when you have a thought, this is too challenging, or why would I choose this? You know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, the, it's the freedom from that, you know, 
even judging the fact that we would put ourselves through this. What an unkind thing for us to do to ourselves. Like, am I some sort of sadist? Like, what is the learning here? Or, or trying to make ourselves special in some capacity, you know what I mean? Where the, the, the question often goes to, and not right. everyone would agree with me here, but I really feel like we can support ourselves so much if we just get, make it simple and get to the, well, what am I doing today to be happy? Yeah. Because well, in the happiness lies, you know. That's where the freedom is. I'm a child of God. My birthright. Happiness is my birthright. Happiness is my birthright. So how can I, what can I do right now to make myself feel a little more connected to that? Kelly, do you have anything you'd like to add? Hang on. Sorry, I'm like right in the middle of writing. <laughs> like, uh. yeah. I was just thinking, it's just even before we started this part, it reminded me of like, <laughs> it's interesting doing the work in the sense of like, I remember when I first started with you, I'd text you sometimes and be like, I am having a crappy day and I'm pissed off and da 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 da. And you were like, great! I was like, you jerk. <laughs> but it's interesting because it's like, it's like, a lot. It's like, you know, I realized that there's those moments where we get hung up or we get upset or we start, you know, I'm not spiritual enough or this isn't what I want. And I think the beauty of it is if we can acknowledge, like, gee, at least we're aware of this stuff. At least we're aware that we're struggling or we're aware we're or feeling like we're struggling or whatever. You know, that discomfort, that anger, the frustration, like the ability to see it is what allows us to heal it. Because before you'd just be pissed off and stay there. You know, I mean, there's stuff in my life where, you know, I've been upset for years and just been like, oh, it's there. You know, and then to be able now to go like, well, it's there, but, you know, I'm willing to go through the discomfort of trying something new. I'm willing to go through the discomfort of, or the experience of looking at it, knowing that releasing it is the key to getting to that point of being happy, is the key to being joyful, that, you know, the, the means of getting rid of it is to let go of it. And, you know, you don't, you don't let go of it until you see it or realize you're hanging on to it. And it's just... um. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting experience. It's, it's you know sometimes I think like oh my god we're so we're so hard on ourselves because we analyze everything, but at the same time, if you can release that and realize it's a point of growth and it's a point of being able to move forward to be happy, is really where the key is with it. Is to not be like oh I've got a moment of discomfort so I'm gonna stay on you know I'm gonna stay in I'm gonna stay with my thought because I don't want that discomfort. It's like you know acknowledge it. And let it go. And that's been, like, such a big lesson for me this week is just look at stuff and, you know, let it let it come to the surface and let it, you know, share it with others, you know, if, if that supports you. But being willing to stop burying it and trying to pretend it's not there. I just totally want to focus on where I'm going. I think you said that, yeah, focus on where we're going, not where we've been. 
I think that's that's just kind of the whole. I forgot the last two sentences that you read were from the book. It was you know, but it's like we get sucked into the fear and I'm just not willing to stay in that anymore. It may have been what was comfortable for 40 years, but you know, now that I'm doing the work, I'm like, well, wait, I'm not comfortable. So let's let's change it. Well, I, I think that's my thought. Ellie, would you like to add anything? Um, I don't, uh, I don't know. I um, I don't think. Um. I don't know. I I don't know. I I guess. I don't know, let me think a little bit more. I don't I don't know quite how you have to articulate what I want to say. Is that that's okay? Of course. Brewing. Okay. Come back to me. It's brewing. Hold on. <laughs> I see that uh Steven's on the call now as well. Hi Steven, how are you, sweetheart? Uh <clears throat> excuse me. I'm okay. I'm a tad uncomfortable, but I will survive. Good. Steven had some uh, I may be very much quieter than normal tonight. <laughs> he even had some dental work today, so uh done today. So last minute dental work, but um yes. So going to let's all um take out our copy of uh Subconscious mind. I actually grabbed another book thinking it was my power subconscious mind. It was something else. I should get my copy. Sorry, I just need to go to my to my bag. Okay, so um, does anyone would anyone like to share with their? I'm really enjoying your homework assignments, by the way, everyone. I know that they're just paragraph write-ups, but it seems like everyone's kind of getting the um, getting the uh, information, really content, uh, understanding it pretty well. So. Um, does anyone have anything that they'd like to share? <clears throat> Jesse? Yeah. Uh, for me, and I think I wrote this in my homework too, like it just um, reinforced like some stuff that um, I think I, I knew and, and haven't always practiced, like, you know, the one chapter about how, um, you know, your thoughts go right to your solar plexus. Like, it, for me, that just reinforces this idea that every time I go into this place of, uh, uh, you know, a lack of love, that I always feel it, like, right there, like, right under, 
my ribs, like in my gut, you know, this <clears throat> tightness or, or or discomfort. And then um, then the other chapter of um, I underlined it. Um, it was basically about um, how you can't uh, coerce your subconscious. You know, it was for me. It was kind of like you can't stand in the rain and like just keep saying, "I'm not getting wet. I'm not getting wet." Like your subconscious is like, "Yeah, you are." <laughs> it was just kind of this. You know, the thing about it, it can't take a joke. So it's, it makes me uber aware of not only what I say, but uh, when I catch myself going, hopping on that train of, um, you know, self-deprecation or whatever, of like, okay, it's, it's, it's time to jump off this train. You don't know I'm joking. <laughs> hmm. <coughs> it certainly is an invitation to become um, really impeccable with your word. And impeccable with your thoughts. But at the same time, it's what are you affirming? You know, I think that there's a real difference between affirming something and observing something. So, Stephen, what is the difference between observing a thought and affirming a thought? Um <clears throat> I think, you know, for me, it's like if, uh, well, like today, for example, um, you know, going to the dentist and just thinking, okay, it's just going to be a quick, easy little cleaning and, you know, and turning into like, oh, we need to do a root canal and a temporary crown. Like a year ago, I would have obsessed about it. Like, why is this happening to me? What, did, what have I done? And this is going to ruin my trip. Whereas like today, I just kind of like noticed it like, oh, Okay, well, I'll be fine by morning. So sure, do what you got to do. Like, you know, like I don't. I'm uncomfortable right now, but I'm not obsessing about it. I'm just like, okay, yeah, this will be fine. I'll just pop some Advil and get some sleep, and all will be right. So obsessing would be just toiling this over and over and over and creating this whole story. Whereas in affirming that story, <clears throat> whereas just noticing it's like, huh, isn't that interesting? Kind of. Yes. You're definitely on the right track. Um, yes. And um, let's make it even more simple. Okay. So, uh, Let's say there's a thought that comes up that says something to in depth, uh, you're fat. Now, what's the difference between observing the thought and affirming the thought? Stephen. Mm. <clears throat> the difference between, I'm sorry, affirming and... Observing. Observing, okay. I think for, for me, the difference would be observing would be um, I'm fat. Well, my pants are a little tight. Affirming would be I'm fat, I'm useless, I'm old, I'm, uh, you know, I'm this, I'm that. For me. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
observing would just be like, oh, okay, I need to like lay off the Ben and Jerry's for a little bit. Okay. So not making actually, it a not make. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So that would actually be that would actually be affirming the thought to say I need to lay off the Ben and Jerry's. Oh. So observing the thought would just be like, okay, okay, thank you. I'm I'm fat. Okay. Uh, without without giving the energy of like, yes, I. Oh, I see fat. what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. just like quickly, I got what you mean. Like, oh, yeah. there, that's, yes. Okay. There's that. There's that thought again. And right. That's very. Neutral, you're neutralizing the thought. You're neutralizing the power it has. Yeah, that's very interesting that you say that because, like, I was when I was like in the dentist chair today. Like, I don't know why, but I, I, I'm late onto the selfie train. But I was like, oh, this might be fun. And I remember taking the picture and thinking, God, I'm looking old. And just like, not just observing that, but then going into this like, wow, maybe I should get this and this and this. So it's a very fine line then between the observing and the affirming. Yeah? Yeah, well, observing would be like, oh, that's a self-criticizing thought. Yeah. Uh, Affirming affirming would be like, oh, my God, I am old. No one's going to love me. I should get Botox. Oh, my God, God, that totally totally makes sense to me now. That totally makes sense to me now. Yeah. Like, I just had an aha moment right here. Yeah, because, like finally Katie says, like lots of people have said, there are no <clears throat> new stressful thoughts, right, in all the world. And especially as Joseph Murphy points out in the book, you know, the subconscious mind, there's only one mind. It's, it's, it's part of the infinite. So all of these... Mm-hmm thoughts are floating around and we are the vessels in which they come through. And so thoughts will pop up all the time. Now here's where the work comes in is separating yourself from the thoughts, observing Mm. the thought, noticing that it comes up, knowing that you don't have to pick it up. You can simply observe it. You know, uh, Jacob suggests, you know, making a funny character out of it. Oh, here comes Aunt, you know, Aunt Flo with her, oh, what? Oh, I'm too fat. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Aunt Flo. What else? Oh, I don't have enough money. Okay. Cool. Thank you. What else? All right. Thank you. Bye, Aunt Flo. Now let's get back to the work. I am abundant. I am prosperous. I am loved. I'm in the process of of uh, of creating a job I adore. I'm in the process of finding the love of my life. I'm willing to feel free. I'm willing to feel peaceful. That's what I know because I am one with the one. God's will is happiness. I'm aligned with God's will. I'm the child of God. That which throws through my creator flows through me. And that's affirming the truth. Mm. Right? So the thoughts may never stop. But it's our ability to observe them rather than affirm Affirm. them that will create a new experience. It's so interesting, like, how tricky, or not tricky, but just how, like, subtle the ego can can work can work or twerk that, you know? Like, because, yeah, exactly what you just said, even just giving it that power of, like, maybe I should do this. Yeah, you just totally went from just casually, casually observing it to even mildly obsessing it as obsessing it. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you could okay. even go to, I look old. Is that true? How do I know that's true? How do I feel when I believe that thought? Who would I be without that thought? What's the turnaround? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not uh-huh. old. I don't look old. Uh, find three examples of how I don't look old. You know, yeah. the barista yeah. hit on me today. I had a new uh, inquiry on OkCupid. Okay I, uh, you know, whatever. Great. How but do I feel somebody... that thought? You know? Well, that's, it, yeah, and it's funny that you just said that because, like, I literally, you know, kind of picked up that thread right before, you know, like, everything started going on in my mouth. It, that sounded weird. But but while I'm getting worked on, I was like, huh, I guess I, I still look pretty good. Because, yeah, same thing. I was like, yeah, that 22-year-old was like, hey, and I was like, you know, and I just kind of started knocking down that whole concept of I look old, like just while getting my tooth drilled and everything. So the turnarounds are happening quicker, Mm -hmm. which is very Mm -hmm. progressive. Anyone else have thoughts on observing versus affirming? Yeah, this is time. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, like on that thing is saying that, okay, instead of saying, okay, uh, I'm fat, you know, you know, it's like somebody told me, you know, oh, I'm just pleasantly plump. Okay, and and then uh, say, now, now, what it is is it that you want? Okay. And like Kay, Byron Katie would say, you know, is that true? Is that uh, is it true that you are pleasantly plump? You know, sometimes it's that you can laugh at yourself and just keep on going. And uh, you can say, okay, is that true for me? Or is that just uh, an image that I'm projecting, uh, you know, for myself? And saying, okay, you're observing it. And then you're saying, okay... But I'm affirming that I am in perfect health. Yeah, and also working with the subconscious mind as well. You can say something like, I'm the perfect age for me. I'm the perfect age for me. How do I know that? Because it's the age I am. Ellie, you've been trying to hop in there. Why don't you, what would you like to share, love? How did you know that? <laughs> Like, how do you do, like, an on and off key button? Yeah, can you keep going? Uh, I, oh, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's kind of like my thoughts irrelevant because everybody covered it. But um, when you when you were first in, uh, initially asked the question about observation versus um, being affirming it, I, all I was going to say is just that you have, like, thousands of thoughts run, run through throughout your mind. And um, when you affirm it, you one of the thoughts that, ring true to you that um i guess you've had a lot of uh, uh conscious thoughts about it um you affirm it to be true so um, but you already covered all this i was just going you, you said everything that i was gonna actually say but um so if you um but for me i guess observation is you have all these thoughts and you're observing i'm having these thoughts i'm having these thoughts and then you could take a thought and observing it. At that point, you can either counteract it with something positive, 
and affirm it that way, or you can affirm it with something negative. And so if the thought that you're having is something negative about yourself, you're observing a thought that is a negative, then you are going to affirm it back with something negative. If you are observing a thought that is positive, then you are going to, then you can affirm it that is positive. Then you take a thought and you could just kind of let it flow. It's like, oh, I had that thought. Okay. And you think your next thought. You don't really give it power. It's really what you choose, from my perspective, what you, what you choose to give a thought to power in your life and over, and over yourself to create a pattern that you will send to your subconscious mind that inevitably is going to create that as your reality. That's it. Mm-hmm. Great. Give me an example. Um, I guess I wrote it in my homework. I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but um, PSLA is a perfect example. When um, I, I was staying for the fundraiser, and I was so nervous because it was, like, my first, like, semi-performance in, like, the long years. And um, I, I have such a fear about singing in public. And I um, and I, I worked myself up with all of these thoughts, all these thoughts, all these childhood memories, my grandmother whispering in my head, like all of these things were just coming in my head. You're going to suck. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're going to be awful. Nobody's going to want to hear you. And all of these things. And, and I just was praying and asking my subconscious and God and, and angels, please take this away, and, and I could do this, and, and so proving that I can do this, that it actually, as in the homework stated, I created um, the adverse um, result of my subconscious mind actually proved everything, all those thoughts that I affirmed, or all those thoughts that were going in my mind, because I believed them so strongly, maybe from past, or whatever someone else had told me, or whatever previous experience that I had, I wasn't living in the present moment. Um, that that what that is what became my experience. I got up on you know and sang, and I completely forgot the words, and that had to do with all the stress and all of the you know uh, the will and the force that I put into my subconscious mind to create this positive experience. It created an opposite effect. But then when I was asked, amazingly, Mar and Patsy, who I love, like, said, you know what, we want you to redo. We know you can do this. Like, go ahead and do it. And I'm like, you know what, okay. And the worst case scenario had already happened to me. I already, like, in my mind, like, oh, God, it was, it was awful. What more? I mean, I only go up from here. And I just completely let go. And I just believed, you know what? It's all going to be fine. And it's going to, and just focus on the words of the song, focus on why I wanted to sing the song, focus on kind of like, who cares if it's good? Who cares if it's bad? The words of the song is beautiful. You're just there to inspire people. You have one person take something from it. And I remembered all the words, and I had like five people come up to me, say how much they enjoyed it. And it was just a completely different experience. And um, I believe that it had to do with observation of my thoughts and affirming my thought and making that choice of what I was going to affirm as a negative or what I was going to affirm as a positive. Great. Yeah. Very good. 
Now, how can you, what's the difference between that and then just observing a thought as a thought? Um, observing a thought is not giving it power. It's just um, understanding that these are just thoughts that are going through my head because I have um, created this pattern. I've created this. Um, so if I I grew up, or, or let's say for ten years, I I always looked in the mirror and I and I felt God, your your nose is so weird. You have like the weirdest nose. And everyone told me that I needed a nose job. So every time I look in the mirror, your nose is so weird. Your nose is so weird. Your nose is so weird. Or uh, you're so stupid. You're so stupid. You're so stupid. All these thoughts. That these these thoughts are just running through your head about your nose, about your being stupid, or about whatever these thoughts that I have. I observe it, and I'm just I just don't give it power. I don't affirm it. I don't. I'm like, oh, okay, huh. You think you're stupid? Oh, oh. I mean, I, I wouldn't affirm it as to be true. I actually, I don't know. I think that I'm like, oh, that's a thought. It's interesting. I would allow myself to think about it, but I wouldn't affirm that as to be the truth, as to not create more of a pattern to my subconscious mind to create that reality for myself. I would, um, just say, oh, wow, okay. So you think you're your nose is weird. Well, is that true? Is that the truth for you? Um, it depends on where I was coming from. Is if it's something, if it's a thought that is a judgment thought, am I looking at somebody? Because listen, I'm, I would admit that I could be somewhere and I could be, there's like, you know, 20, 30 people walking, let's say I'm at a mall or whatever. And I see all these people walking by me. You judge. You don't even realize that you're judging, and you're judging. You watch people the way they walk, the way they look, what kind of shoes they have on, or how they're talking, or you're you just you watch people. And so I have all these thoughts that run through my head, and I observe that. I'm like, oh wow, and I catch myself sometimes, but I don't affirm it to be true. I, I, I just go, oh, wow, that was an interesting thought. Oh, wow, I just thought that. Or sometimes I catch myself, I'm like, well, I can't believe I just thought that about that person. Um, no, that's not true. You know, or that, what, what am I thinking right there? You know, or, okay, that's, a, I don't know. Like, you have so many thoughts. And, like, I think, you, I don't know, there's thousands of thoughts that go through your head. And, like, I forgot the percentage, but, like, in a nanosecond or something, you have, like, an extreme amount of thoughts. They um, say that, that someone who is not meditating has between sixty to 70,000 thoughts a day. What? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And uh, so, I think 90% of them are thoughts you've already had. So they're just recycled thoughts. Right. So, and then, Ellie, yeah. what you're saying, what I'm hearing, which is very good, which is great. No, I'm not going to say good or bad, but which feels good is that you're not giving power to them. You're just observing them. You're not making right. it true or false. You're not making it right or wrong. You're just observing them. And it's a lot like watching the ticker on a news reel, you know, like at the bottom of the screen, all that stuff. You just sort of watch it go by, watch it go by, watch it go by. And that's why meditation is such a valuable tool, I believe, in my experience, because it does help you take a minute and create space between the observer and the thoughts, because someone's just observing the thoughts. But what we have done 
is we have made the thoughts real. We've made the thoughts our identity. And so that's another reason why they say place guards at the gate of your subconscious mind, meaning be careful what stuff you're bringing in because there's already so much stuff there, you know? What seeds are you planting? So be conscious of what flowers are growing in your garden. And that's also the true about affirming the thoughts. I mean, it'd be crazy to think that we can just stop thinking. Like, oh, I'm just going to stop thinking negative thoughts. And that's why it's also silly for us to beat ourselves up when there are negative thoughts that are coming, um, that are coming through our, our consciousness. They're all on replay, 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 replay. It's the power that we give them by energizing them, by affirming them, by taking them on. That is what creates the experience that feels upsetting. So there's power in observing and not affirming. And with that said, let's take five minutes. Five-minute break. Uh, it's 104, I mean, it's 735 right now, so 740 on the dot. We will come back and uh, go take a potty, have some tea, keep your phone on, just keep it on mute, and we will pick up where we left off.
Okay. And we are back. So does anyone have anything else they'd like to add or contribute to the conversation we were just having? Finishing up all this talk about our thoughts, the thoughts we think and the experiences we have as a result of the thoughts we think, the thoughts we affirm, the thoughts we take on, and also chilling out and lightening up a little bit about the thoughts we think so we can enjoy ourselves. Anybody else? Thoughts? Cool. So I'm going to see if everybody is back. Uh, let's see. Is Amina back? Yes. Hello. And Tom? Yes. Great. Ellie? Yes. Great. Yes. Steven? My niece. Sorry? <laughs> I am. Okay. And Kelly? Yeah, I am. I seem to be having some phone issues, but I'm here for now. <laughs> Kelly, you're having phone issues. Is that true? At the moment, no. <laughs> Who would you be without the thought? <laughs> okay. Um, that said, let us... Uh, does anyone else have anything they'd like to share about the subconscious mind as we go into the uh, Byron Katie work? I really, again, appreciate the um, uh, all the writing that you guys have been doing. Okay. Um, how about the uh, idea of, once again, uh, allowing yourself to work with the subconscious mind in a peaceful state, in a meditative, receptive state. Well, I, I think I touched on that when I was talking about my experience on Monday morning. Like, recognizing that I was freaking out and that it's easier to solve a problem when you're not freaking out so that you can allow inspiration to come through. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. We're open to receive. We we create so much more easier. That is being in a... Uh, Quiet, receptive state of mind is the most productive state of mind we can be in. And it's, again, we talk, I talked about this before, it feels counterintuitive to the social consciousness that we have grown up in. Because we're not, there's not a lot of action, doesn't feel like there's a lot of like physical action involved, which we believe creates more results. But, yeah. you know, so, why, Amina, do you think that, you know, working in the invisible in a peaceful state of mind, how is that productive? I mean, that's the only thing that's real. I mean, that's the straight connection to spirit, and you're not allowing the appearances of this 
outer world to impact what you're focused on. You know, if we're only one mind, and if our subconscious mind knows the way, (laughs) then of course (laughs) we are going to, like, one thing that I stopped saying is like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Oh my God, that's so crazy. When like, when like acts of synchronicity happen. Like if I, for some reason, feel inspired to go into Starbucks and there is somebody there that has the exact solution to what I was looking for, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God. I mean, I just had this instinct to like go into Starbucks and there he was and then he told me, you know, like, oh, you know what? Here, call this guy. And so I called that guy and now here I am. It was so crazy. I stopped saying it's crazy. It's not crazy. It's law. You know, right. when you when we stay focused on what it is we're interested in experiencing, experiencing when we do the work in a calm, receptive state, then our subconscious mind is guiding us to exactly where we need to be to have the experiences that are in alignment with our intention. Yeah, and it really works with the creativity, you know, because I noticed when Chris. Um, your husband, Chris, taught his writing workshop. He had to start with a meditation for five minutes, only five minutes before mm-hmm. we started writing. And I'm telling you, I wrote better that day than I can ever remember. It flowed so easily. I didn't judge what I was writing. And then, you know, when we had the workshop a couple of weeks ago, I came to, to it in uh, upset. We didn't meditate. I couldn't get anything written. I judged everything that I wrote. I hated everything that I wrote. Weird stuff came out that I wrote. It was such a different experience. And I'm like, yeah, this, you know, the flow of creativity is just so enhanced by mm-hmm. stillness and introspection and allowing spirit to work through. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think your result would have been if you had meditated, but you were meditating on the stupid? I don't want to be here. Do you think you still would have had? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have been affirming the negative thoughts. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that would have created my experience. Sometimes we decide what kind of experience we're going to have before we walk into a room. You know, and so then we, yeah. like we said before, we go and we find evidence to prove that right. Well, you know, fair enough, right. because I did not want to go that day because I was so upset. Mm. Yeah, of course. You know, and somebody else in the same room has like a breakthrough experience, you know. Oh, everybody had a great experience except for me. (laughs) 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 I I flunked the workshop (laughs) with my negative attitude. (laughs) Totally. That's funny. That's great. (laughs) Great. Just keeping it real, Jesse. You know, you got to. The Bible says, whoever ye shall ask in prayer, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Believing. Now, we're, gonna, we're really going to be looking at believing from this point on. As practitioners, that is our job, to believe that it is true, to believe that it is so to believe that only good exists, that only the best case scenario is unfolding. 
And that is why we, as practitioners, when we start meeting with people to do prayer treatments and counseling, stay out of their story. Mm-hmm. We don't get into the story with the people. Joel Goldsmith, who is one of the most masterful, you know, mystics ever, half the, half the people he treated he never even met. He didn't need to. Because he didn't need to get into the story. Jacob shared this wonderful story yesterday about this woman who was a science divine uh, minister. And there was this uh, guy. He was a uh, German immigrant porn star who was running a porn production company out of his... Uh, out of, his, out of his living room, drug addict, uh, HIV positive, and it all came crashing down. And, like, he owed bad people money. Uh, he hadn't paid any taxes. The IRS was after him. And he went to this woman for prayer, and he told her his story. And she said, she goes, if I were you, I would run. Because she let him, she was, uh, she allowed him to enroll her into his story, and that was so, I mean, this was in the 80s, so it was so far out of the spectrum of any experience that she had ever had that she had nothing to compare to. So all she felt was the anxiety and the overload and the chaos of the situation, and the best that she could offer him was, you got to run. If I were you, I would run. I'd get out of town. I would just go. And so, uh, but she did have the insight to tell him to go see this one practitioner before he left. And that other practitioner was so, I think her story pretty much was she didn't really care that much about people. So she never let anyone tell the story because she didn't care. And so she only stayed in the truth. <laughs> so it was really healing for him because she didn't let him go into the story. She only started affirming the truth and everything unfolded. Everything worked itself out. He was able to stay in America he was able to pay back all the money. He's still healthy and alive today. Like, and it was because she didn't go into his story. But she believed the truth and she believed in principle. She believed the law. And so she was able to support him in remembering what he was interested in and releasing the attack thoughts and releasing the fear thoughts and remembering what he was interested in experiencing and in affirming those thoughts. Any last thoughts on that, on believing? Beautiful. Okay. You guys ready to do a little Byron Katie work? Can I get a woot woot? Woot woot. Woot woot. So it is. All right. (laughs) Do this. All right, everybody. Go ahead and pull out a Judge Your Neighbor worksheet. Now, in doing this, one thing that I really invite everybody to do is to work with something that still feels a little raw. Something that isn't 100% completely healed that you don't have mass perspective on already. Because some people will try to do things that they've already, they're already at peace with, and it doesn't work. 
Because they're like, well, no, I know that already. I'm already done with that. I'm not holding that against them. It's like, well, they were not really showing up to play this, ex- this exercise, are we? So we're going to put aside the fear of not sounding spiritual by having uh, fear, resentment, or something. And we're going to allow ourselves the um, privilege of being authentic and transparent and uh, freeing ourselves from something that we'd like to release and also getting more perspective and learning how to do this work even more. So um, let us take five minutes to fill out the Judge Your Neighbor Worksheet. Judge Your Neighbor Worksheet. And again, let's just work with the first two. First two, one and two. Five minutes, begin. Jesse. Yes, ma'am. Is it, does it need to be a person? Like, I've got are all these you, are situations, you talking about? but, yeah, like, just the subject like an organization? of organization? I mean, I'm just, I've got situations, and I'm like, okay, who can I blame? I mean, I don't know, like, somebody. Hmm. You know, like, hmm. I actually don't know who I'm, who I'm mad at right now. Am I mad at the woman who said she would take the job and didn't take the job? Am I mad, still mad at my boss for leaving? Am I still mad at the big boss for the way she did the thing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm going to invite you to just take a deep breath in and close your eyes and get into that little peaceful meditative space uh, moment and uh, feel it, feel into it. Okay.
Okay. Let's do this. So, um, I think we've already done everybody at random. So, does is there anyone that would like to? Now, I know everybody on this call, I know there's not one shy person on this call tonight, so uh, <laughs> who'd like a little freedom in their in up in their up in their mind? Doesn't look like Kelly is still on the call. This is having phone problems. Ellie, would you like to go? Um, sure. Great. Let's do it. So it was, was it just one or I did one and two? Was it supposed to be three also? I wasn't sure. Nope, just one and two. Okay. So wait, before she goes, let's yeah. uh, all page turn to page 26. So it's a follow along. along. 26? Uh, page 26 what? in the Byron Katie booklet. I'm sorry. Page 26 oh, in the Byron oh. Katie booklet. You don't have to do this, Ellie, but everyone else does as the following along. I was supposed to do the judge or neighbor worksheet, right? Yep. No. Oh, okay. Um, All right. I so let's begin. Okay. All right. I did this. The, I guess I, I chose the most prevalent thing right now, which is, my own conflict, so it really has to do with myself. Is that okay to use myself? Uh, or you might want well, somebody else. Let's, uh, Maybe you want to go to someone yeah. else because I chose myself because I don't really no, have any... Ellie, Ellie, Ellie. Yeah. Let's just let's roll yeah. with it. Let's see how it, let's see what it unfolds. Okay. Um, so I wrote, I am disappointed with myself because I allow the physical dimension to influence my soul purpose and my my soul path. Okay. Um, you are you're you're disappointed with yourself because you allow the physical dimension to interfere with your soul path. Is that yeah. true? Yes. All right. You're upset. You're disappointed with yourself because you allow your the physical realm to interfere with your soul's purpose. Can you absolutely know that that's true? Yes. How? Um, the results that I see, how I feel, getting lost, I, 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 my, my core belief is that we are spiritual beings living a human experience. And I feel at times that I get very lost in the physical 
um, dimension, this physical being human, and okay, forgetting. So, so let's, I'm going to back you up one second. Repeat what you okay. just said. We are we are what living a what? Spiritual beings. The spirit. I'm a spiritual. We are You're a spiritual being living, living a human experience. Living we're on this human think, plane. Right? Great. Do you think that it's an accident that you're living a human experience? Absolutely not. I chose this. My soul chose to be here. Okay. So you chose to come into the physical realm, your spiritual beingness chose to come into the spiritual realm. So let's ask right. this question one more time. Can you absolutely know that you're disappointed with yourself for allowing your physical, the physical realm to, what is it, interfere with your soul's purpose? Yeah, Yeah, my soul purpose, my soul path, yeah. And you absolutely know that's true. It seems, from all my assessment, this seems true. Do you know Um, what your soul's purpose is, your soul's path is? Yeah. I feel that I've put a lot of work into figuring it out. And so I you know what your soul, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I, I'm going to invite you to just go, to, I'm just going to invite you to say yes and no questions from this point on, okay, okay. Until, okay. until there's more discussion, because we get trapped up with all of the thoughts. So you okay. are aware of your soul's path. Yes. How did you become aware of that? Uh, this Through meditation. Through uh, many years of living, being on a very spiritual plane, like years ago, and I okay. lost sight of it. So, what is your soul's path? What is it? What, what is it? Um, to bring to to be to uh, be a being of light, and um, and to bring that to share that light. To bring angelic energy to this earth plane and share that angelic energy with other other people to increase angelic energy in the world and raise help to to raise help to raise the consciousness of, of this world through angelic energy. What and is angelic? What my, what is angelic yeah. energy? Um, it's a, a purity. It's a sense of um bringing happiness and joy and um, being there, accepting what is, as Byron Katie, I mean, doing this, met, I guess you can attribute to that, accepting everything what is that, I know, have you ever been around a person who is so at peace with themselves that you could be having the most horrible day or feeling just awful, but when you're around that person, you just immediately feel like, Oh my God, I feel so good. Like I, I feel whatever was going on, it's almost taken away in that moment because you're around such light and such purity. I, I feel that it's okay. angelic. All right. Angelic all, all right. Energy. All right. Okay, honey. Now, I want you to know that I love you and you're in a very safe space. And I'm going to work with you a little bit here. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, great. All right. So. Venerable Dahani Iwahu. Right. That's someone that I would say uh, I feel is a very evolved person on this 
physical plane. And on the ride home, uh, she was telling me about her bar method class and uh, her power Pilates class that she does. So that evolved being of light, that little ball of love, is enjoying her physical experience. She's taking bar method, okay? She's taking power Pilates. And so what I'm interested in is what, how did you get to the conclusion that, one, one, I trust that your soul's path is to be exactly where you are today in the body that you're in. And I want to know how you came to the conclusion that living in the physical realm, which to my understanding is enjoying your life, is pulling you from your soul's path. And also... Because I... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You sure? No, 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 please finish. No, 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 go, go ahead. How I feel it's pulling is because of the, um, of the, the, how hard I am on myself, like all the, all the physical things that I get lost in that takes me away from that, uh, um, resonating in that energy. What is, what are, what, that. Okay, what is some of the things that you get lost in? The physical stuff, physical, where, like, I'm I'm not, like, I feel that if I had a better, uh, or if I, if I believed in myself more, I had more self-esteem, if I um, was more confident in the things that I did, I, I get lost in, like, there, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not... Uh, I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough talent. I'm all this negative crap that I've just, you know, told that 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 I believed over and over and over and again throughout my 30 years, you know, of of hearing it or and I regurgitate it and I it's like a recording that just goes on in my head and and that it disconnects me from that and that angelic place. It disconnects me from from my divine connection like to that energy is so heavy and it's so dense and i and i recognize it and i understand it and i and i'm like oh my what are you doing like okay i try to I, it's so deep that i want to counteract it and give myself positive all right thoughts. take a moment yeah yeah Pause. having those negative thoughts is pulling you from your spiritual path is that true No, because again, it could be my spiritual path to overcome that, or it could be my path. Okay, to over- so yeah. read the original line as it was. Okay, um, I am disappointed with myself because I allow the physical dimension to influence my soul purpose. Is that true? No. How do you react, how do you feel when you believe the thought? 
your activities in the physical realm are pulling you from your soul's purpose? Mm, how do I feel when it... can you can you ref, can you how do you feel when you believe that's true? I feel like I expect more from myself, disappointed. Like, how come I don't get this already? I'm, you know, I'm, how old am I? Like, grow up. Like, I feel behind. I feel stagnant. All right. Hold on one moment. I'm going to open this up to the class. I'm going to invite everybody in this class. If anyone in this class does not have some of those thoughts, uh, or all of them, at least daily, in some capacity, I'm going to ask you to identify yourself now if you don't have those at least daily. Yeah, okay. Not one person. And there are people on this call that are older than you that have been doing this work for over 30 years. And they still work through those thoughts. And yet, they, I feel like they all, many of the people feel like they are right on time with their soul's purpose or their soul's path. So who would you be without the thought that, read it one more time. I'm disappointed with myself. Because I allow the physical dimension to influence my soul purpose. Okay. So, who would you be without the thought that you allow, that you allow your physical, the, this physical dimension or whatever to pull you from your soul's path? Who would you be without the thought? Free. Limitless. Uh, exactly where I'm supposed to be. Um, happy. Joyful. I'm I'm right on time. I'm right on target. I I'm here. I'm now. This is this is it. This is what it's supposed to be. All right. So let's do a turnaround then. What what is a turnaround you could do for that that first phrase? I am pleased with myself because I allow the physical dimension to influence my soul purpose. Great. So, what are three examples to prove that right? Oh, wow. Um, I have... I have a lot of knowledge to pass on. Pass forward. Rick. Beautiful, great. What's another one? I am so compassionate to so many different walks of life because of what I've experienced. Great, beautiful. What's another one? I dream even bigger because I didn't do it when I was younger. Great, beautiful. There you go. Three beautiful examples of how living, thriving, playing with in the physical realm have supported you on your spiritual path. Right. Honey, if you were 
supposed to be anywhere else, then that would mean that God isn't paying attention, that God has forgotten you. The infinite intelligence in the universe has forgotten you. You are exactly... Exactly. You are exactly where you're supposed to be and exactly the body that you've had with exactly the experiences that you have, and that is your soul's path. Yeah. But we think that, oh, no, but I'm not meditating. I'm not, like, levitating off the, off the ground yet. We have <laughs> chosen to be in this human experience. What we talked about, oh, I guess you weren't on the call yet. I want you to re-listen to the beginning of this call and next week I want okay. you on the call right on time or okay. next time we're in, we're in class so you don't miss the brilliance that comes out of me. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I'm in the middle of a move. My apologies. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, but listen, uh, we are here to enjoy this human experience. God's will for us is happiness. That's it. And so we get wrapped up in this belief that being spiritual needs to look a certain way. And like I just said at the beginning of the class, like trying to be spiritual or feel spiritual and blissful all the time is like a part-time job. And then we beat ourselves up for not being spiritual enough. When we are here, we incarnated here, we chose to do it. You chose to incarnate here with the looks that you have, with the grandma you have, with the whatever you have, and the stories that you brought around so you can work through whatever it is, it's perfectly designed. <laughs> it's the perfect formula for you to support your divine contract. And now you're doing the work necessary. You're right on path. So reread that sentence that you wrote one more time. In a positive, or turning it around? And no, no, or- just as written. Okay. I am disappointed with myself because I allow the physical dimension to influence my soul purpose. Is that true? No. What's another turnaround for it? Use an even bigger, more powerful word. I am joyous with myself. I am, yeah. Yes. Joyous with myself because I allow the physical dimension to influence my soul purpose. Yes. How do you know that your soul purpose isn't to work within this, you know, something that you work through now? You know, we like to think that we know what our soul purpose is. What a crazy thing to think that we know that. Uh, the only purpose that we all have is to wake up to our oneness with God. Is, and how do we do that? By practicing being loving and kind. Everything else is just details that we that we confuse as our sole purpose. So right here, right now, where you are, in the body you have, with the hair you have, with the nose you have, with the partner you have, with the history you have, is perfectly designed. That's your sole contract. <laughs> and you have whatever stories you have, whatever thoughts you have, so that you can work through them and release them, so you can have the awarenesses that you're going to have as a result of this inquiry, so you can realize, I I can stop beating myself up for enjoying these things. Stop beating yourself up for enjoying looking beautiful, for enjoying buying shoes, for enjoying 
dressing up or enjoying feeling pretty or enjoying enjoy, uh, exercise for all those things that we have deemed to be, to be unspiritual or shit. If you have Thank a you, pull toward, yeah, if you have a pull towards something, then my God, you know, trust that it's spiritual. Money is spiritual. Fitness is spiritual. Fashion can be spiritual. Everything can be spiritual. Everything's spiritual. We got to stop judging stuff. As this is spiritual. This isn't. Oh, you have to wear the beads to be spiritual. You need to be wearing. You got to be vegan to be spiritual. You can't eat meat and be spiritual. Everybody knows that. Horseshit. It's different ways that people go into judgment and separation. Follow your bliss. Be happy. Enjoy your life. What more? What could be more spiritual than that? When you do your hair, do it with love. When you go to a fancy salon to get your color done, do it with an open heart. Bless everyone in the salon. Be kind to the girl that's doing your hair. Practice generosity and love. And you will be fulfilling your soul's purpose. Enjoy every second that you're in a, your luxury vehicle. Be in gratitude. Be overwhelmed with, with happiness when you're on the road and the window's down and you're enjoying it. Appreciate the expensive handbag. Like the cute little number that you bought. There's nothing wrong with it. If you are living a life you love, if you are practicing loving kindness in all that you do, if you are working through fearful thoughts as they arise, then you're, I don't think there's anything more spiritual than that. It's just the thought that you shouldn't be enjoying this, which is creating misery. We are where we are. We are all right on time, right in the right place to be on our soul's path. Yes? So it is. Yeah, how do you feel? Good, better, like uh, more relieved, like a a better way of looking at it. I need to process that more, but I definitely feel... um, I like it. I like looking at it that way. Always ask yourself, Ellie, uh, you know, really simple, what am I doing today to be happy? What feels good? When the the answer comes, don't judge it. If what feels good is today at the spa or a workout class or to stay in bed with Karay, then trust it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, you're already smiling, you're already laughing. Yeah. Totally, yep. You know, if a trip to the manicure place, the nail place is makes you feel overwhelmed with joy, then my God, that's your green light. Go there, do that. All right. I want to hear from everybody on the call. Who else has has prevented themselves from doing something that they'd like to do because they didn't feel spiritual enough or who's had the experience of thinking this isn't spiritual enough. I need to be more spiritual. I'm ready for stories. 
Let's all let Ellie know that she's not alone in that. This is Amina. I mean, I've already done mine, but I'll just say, you know, I I judge my responses all the time. Like if I have a feeling and I don't and I get mad, then I think, oh, it's not spiritual. Why are you getting mad? Why are you making such a big deal out of this situation? You know, why are you letting it get to you? That's not very spiritual, Amina. I know. I know. I think what you should do is pay $5,000 for a weekend retreat about anger. <laughs> I think that's going to really help you be more spiritual and, and, so. and, and start doing the juice cleanse immediately. <laughs> Who else? Who else would like to share? I do it all the time at work when I have to uh, reprimand or fire someone. Yeah, I mean, that's it's not, really hard. It's not, it's not spiritual doing your job because I'm sure that when you do it, you're really mean and hurtful to the person, <laughs> and you you probably knock things out of their hand and trip them on the way out, spit at them, and post hate their dog on Facebook, right? Steal their dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Or are you just simply showing up and doing your job as you're asked to do? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not spiritual, Stephen. <laughs> good thing I'm. Yeah, you need to go live in a monastery. You need to go live in a monastery and not have sex ever again. Then maybe you can get back on your soul's back. <laughs> okay. Who else beats themselves up for not being spiritual enough? Tom. Yeah, there's a lot of times when I'm tired and just uh, feeling frustrated and my mind tends to go down memory lane and I'm I'm no longer interested in going down that street anymore. I want to go down a different street, but sometimes I kind of beat myself up uh, for going down that uh, street and uh, no reason. And I know exactly where Stephen is coming from because I've had to fire people and reprimand people and all that in my job, too. Yeah, that's not spiritual at all, Tom. Getting, going down memory lane when you're tired, I think that you have to, you should probably start a good yoga, power yoga practice to catch up on your spiritual points. And only wear recycled clothing. Then you maybe you could catch up and be a little more spiritual. Honey, if that last uh, yoga class almost knocked me out, I I don't think so. (laughs) So, Ellie, do you see how, like, silly we can uh, let it get, like, all these expectations and ideas of what spiritual is? Yes, I do. I really do. I mean... You know, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I know. I know that I know that you. It's it's very funny. It made me it made me giggle when you said whatever your grandma or whatever. It's very funny hearing it played back about my grandmother. It, it it's I get it from another perspective. It was someone else like really your grandmother and all this stuff. Um, but like 
for in, like for instance, when I called her and told her about school, you know, and I got ex- whatever I want to go back, and I got accepted. Her answer to me was like, "Oh, finally, you could have been done by now. You could have been done ten years ago. Like all this time you wasted. What have you done with your life? You know, it's it's that mentality. And she was basically one that raised me, and she was the one that you know, um, she's very spiritual. Well, spiritual how she believes the spirituality and and very connected. She calls it God and you know, she wants for nothing, and she'd always just say, look at my life. Look how God blesses me. Don't you think God blesses me because, you know, I love God, and God loves me, and, and, and I listen to him, and I listen to, I, I live my life according to God's, you know, just in, in light of God, and, and just very spiritual, but yet how she treated me, and the things that she said to me, and, and, and many other people, wasn't very godly, but I didn't understand that. It, it, it's like, I guess it's just reprogramming my mind. And so um, I guess sub, sub, on some conscious level or subconscious level, I still hold those words. So I look at my life and I say, God, you know, I don't feel sad. I, that's just where that mentality comes from. I, I, I'm sure on some level, but I have affirmed those thoughts. I've affirmed those thoughts. And I'm only responsible, I know that I'm responsible myself for that. And I want to unlearn that. I want to counteract those thoughts. Of, how, do you want to, how, how do you want to feel about your grandma? I have to, you know, like, look, I lo- like, like, you know, I, I love you and I love your, your, your those are your belief systems. And, and I love you for that and I respect you for how you believe. But it doesn't mean that's the way I should live my life or how it works for me. It works for you. That's great. And as an adult, I can do that. How do you want to feel about your grandma? Free of her. Free. Free of her. Free of her judgment. I want to feel free. I want to feel just total love. And you know, you are free of her judgment. Whose judgments are you know, not free of? Myself. I know it's yes. me. I'm judging mm-hmm. myself. That's mm-hmm. why I said in the Byron Katie thing, I can't be mad at my grandmother. I'm 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 aware enough to know that it is myself. I am inflicting this on myself. Are you willing to never, ever again after tonight tell the story ever again of how your grandma was mean to you when you were young? Yeah, sure. Are you willing to never, ever tell the story again of how your grandmother planted negative ideas in your mind about yourself? Yes. Really sit with that. Okay. Because that's what we were talking about, our job as practitioners, is to know the truth about those that we are working with and believe the truth, but not allow ourselves to get pulled into their story, their story about how they got so fucked up, who is responsible for getting them that fucked up, how Mm -hmm. it came to be. Because what happens is every time we go back into the story, we pull up all those emotions again. We pull them up, and here we are, and it's like you're living them all over again. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like breaking up with a girlfriend. Finally getting to a place where you feel peace about it. And then you run into a friend that you haven't seen in like a year. You'll have wine. And then at dinner, she asks, well, what happened with the girlfriend? And then you go right back to the story. And then for the next month, you're angry at your ex-girlfriend again. It's like you're, it's like you're back in a relationship with her all over again. Because you decided yeah. to tell the story again of how she did you wrong, how she was abusive, how she was whatever. And so the same thing applies to your grandma. But you couldn't, shouldn't you get to a point where you can tell the story and not feel that way anymore? And and be more at peace with it? Like, tell the story and, and well, be at peace for with the, it? Well, for the sake of you right now, no. Let's just say yeah. no. You can't. Okay. Never again. And okay. here's the deal, too. Knowing the effect your grandmother tends to have on you, you also never have to see her again either. No, and you could be no, at, you could be at full you could be at full peace and love with grandma, and also know that you know it's like Marianne Williamson says you can be in complete forgiveness and total love with someone, and you never have to take lunch, have lunch with them again. Meaning you don't have to have lunch with them because you know that there's uh, that there's something that could you know it's like it's like it's like knowing that there's a dog in the neighborhood that bites. And though you love the dog, you love dogs, you've done all this work around the dog, that doesn't mean that when you go up to it, it's not going to bite. You know, okay, it's their behavior. It's a dog that bites. doesn't make it good. doesn't make it bad. doesn't make it less spiritual. doesn't make it more spiritual. doesn't make it any, doesn't make me less spiritual because it will bite me too. It's knowing that dog bites. So it's knowing my grandma judges. My grandma is not happy with the life decisions I've made. I know that if I'm around my grandma, she will tell me that she's not happy with the life decisions I make. So therefore, I love her. I know that she, she should not be happy with the life decisions I make. How do I know that? Because she's not happy with them. So I trust that it's perfect, that she feels exactly the way she's supposed to feel, that she's having exactly the life she's supposed to have. I bless her. I love her. I pray for her happiness and her joy, and I never have to see her again. Oh, I love that. <laughs> You know, so it's not being free of grandma. It's being free of the judgments about grandma, that she should be a different way. No, grandmas are supposed to be loving and kind and bake cookies and give me presents at Christmas and give me money when I ask with no strings attached and tell me that I'm beautiful and talented. That's what grandmas are supposed to be. Well, that's a fantasy, and that is probably never going to happen. Yeah. So say, okay, well, my grandma is a wealthy woman. Uh, she, uh, you know, a lot of people are around her because of her money. She gives a lot of people money. She doesn't give me money. That's okay. My grandma isn't happy with the choices I made in my life. That's okay. My mother, my grandmother doesn't dull out affection. That's okay. That's who she is. It's perfect. And I love her for that. I love her for everything about her. I love that she's not affectionate. I love that she holds on to her money. I love that she, you know, has specific ideas of how I should have been. That's great. And I love her so much. And I'm right on my soul's path. And that's all the story they took. And I'm committed to feeling happy. But today I'm doing this to be happy. Instead of being like, well, I was going to be happy today, but then I remember that time my grandma called me too fat and untalented. And and I had to really sit about that. And so I called Korean and I retold that story about that time that she 
was mean to me about the talent show and crushed my dreams and how I've decided at that point that I was worthless and I could never amount to anything. And so now for this next month, I just need to be really depressed and wear sweats and eat ice cream and not leave the house. You know, like it's it, the retelling of a story which brings up all those emotions that we've attached to the story. But it's in realizing that, you know, it's neutralizing the thoughts. It's observing the thoughts. Here it comes again, that story about grandma without actually having to go into the story about grandma. And we'll get much more into that. But, you know, do you see the conversation that unfolds just through inquiry? Yes, absolutely. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to add? I know that we're about five minutes over, so I'd like to close out. Okay, if you have another thought or suggestion or... Real quick, did anybody relate to anything they heard with Ellie tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, can I just interject one thing, Jesse? Uh-huh. Um, Ellie, uh, I saw your pictures on Facebook. Girl, you need to let go of that uh, You're Not Beautiful stuff. <laughs> I'm so blushing right now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I imagine Steve had said that while doing that cast. Like a, a neck swerve. <laughs> no, that hurts my now. neck right now, so I did not swerve. <laughs> <laughs> it was right. implied, though. All right, it definitely was. All right, I'm going to hold Steve's hand. Whose hand, Jesse? I'm holding Steve's hand. Uh, I will hold Ellie's hand. I will hold Jesse's hand. Well, I'm already holding Steven's hand, but uh, oh. how about, why don't you okay. take uh, Me- well, Amina's hand? <laughs> oh, Amina, Amina. I, I want Amina. I'm holding Amina's hand. And I will take Kelly's hand. And I'll take Tom's hand. And Tom just took my hand. I could feel it. The firm hand grip. <laughs> and I'm grateful and foot, thankful. Jesse. Huh? I have your story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Ellie's playing footsie with me. So grateful to hold these hands, to know that we're in sacred circles, to know that we're all on our damn spiritual path, dang it. And we're all committing to enjoy our human experience. That's why we're here, having a human experience, to enjoy it. And so we're saying, yes, you know what? Enough of this trying to be spiritual horseshit. We are living a life of love, and we are going to enjoy the process. We are no longer going to judge ourselves for not being unspiritual or not spiritual enough. We are as spiritual as spiritual can be. We are in the fullness of God's love. We are the fullness of God's love. We are a course in miracles. We are divine expressions of beauty and light, and we are knowing it for ourselves. And we are going to start acting like it. No longer interested in the stories that tell us that we're anything else other than perfect, whole, and complete now. We go forward tonight going into the last phase of our day in gratitude with hearts open, only planting seeds of prosperity and wholeness and joyfulness in the fertile soil of our subconscious mind, knowing that we are on purpose, in purpose, right on track, exactly where we need to be, and we are grateful for that, and we are knowing this, believing this about ourselves and about every living person on this planet because we are one with them. 
so grateful to be on a planet full of beautiful souls having a gorgeous human experience, and we are here to remind them of that. And so it is. Amen. 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 All right, my beauties. Um, I love you. Um, no homework next week because we're going to be on retreat. And I know. I will see all of y'all in person next week. I'm so excited. So excited. It's going to be fun, uh-huh. guys. I'm really looking forward to it. I love you guys. Love you all. Thank you. Right. You got it. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.